Father, we love you, we worship and adore you. Glorify thy name in all the earth. Glorify thy name. Glorify thy name. Glorify thy name in all the earth. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And you can just, in your minds and spirits, continue with the next two verses of Jesus and Spirit. Glorify thy name. That is my prayer for us this morning. Did you already hit record? Good. Okay. So we're recording. Um, so my name is Reed Bennett, and I like to put names with faces. Um, I wish you were all wearing name tags right now. <laughs> um, I'm married to Franklin, and we have two girls, Lane and Laura Lee. Lane's 13. Laura Lee is 11. This is my happy place. Shelling on Sanibel Island is my happy place. And if you want to talk to me about the loot that we got this year after class, I can do that. So, <laughs> so we, we can talk about that all day long. Okay? After class. Okay. Um, um, I am an elementary PE teacher. Um, I've been in Metro for 20 years. It is as good as it sounds. I love my job. It is my dream job. Um, and I am a part of the Freedom Prayer Ministry here at Otter Creek. Freedom Prayer has been transformational for us. Um, it has been transformational for me individually and for our marriage and for how we parent and pray with our children. So I come to you today teaching this class about praying with children humbly because I just, you just saw... My children are still 11 and 13, and we have yet to see if they will grow to be adults that contribute to society. <laughs> I, I am aware of that, and I am coming to you humbly. So. Um, all right, so I want you to think on these three questions as we start class today. Why do you pray with your kids? Why do you pray? What is the goal of praying with your kids? Mine has changed. I've always been a rule follower. Um, I used to pray because we're commanded to, and I would tell my children the same. And honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with following the rules. That can keep us out of jail. <laughs> Literally, right? But we know that God wants more than that for us. He wants relationship. He wants healing and he wants us to walk in abundance. Ephesians 3.19 says, And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And Romans 15.13 says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So do you always feel like you're carrying the fullness of God or walking in his abundant love and abounding in hope? Yeah, me either. But I'm learning to ask why and how. 
How do we tap into that Holy Spirit power that we can abound in love? So if God created all of us, then he can use any part of us that he created to connect with us. Your imagination, your thoughts, your memories from childhood, current, senses, your ability to recall scripture or hymns. Satan uses those thoughts and those senses all the time. But who wants to use them? God does. I had no idea what Josh was going to preach on this morning. And if you haven't been, it's like he was pitching me a big beach ball for this class. <laughs> I mean, using same scriptures and everything. And to God be the glory. So Ephesians 1.18 says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. So this is what I'm talking about. God wants to use. He wants to open the eyes of our hearts. So this is an example of a question we might have someone ask in a freedom prayer session. Jesus, why do I feel like I'm not walking in your abounding love? Would you show me or tell me, please? Would you name that for me? I'm learning that Jesus can get right to the source. His answers are always better than mine. So in a freedom prayer session, we are not there to give you advice or to counsel you. We are there to help you ask the counselor, the Holy Spirit. Now, how many of your children love listening to the advice that you want to give them and the, how you want to counsel them, right? Yeah. Same. I told you they were 11 and 13. <laughs> so I have great news for you. Jesus' answers are better than yours. I know they're better than mine. So this is how and why Franklin and I have changed the way that we pray with our kids. I told you that my whole reasoning for praying has changed, and this is why. Jesus' answers are better than mine. We want them to hear from Jesus. We no longer are parenting with the goal of hoping that our kids make all of the right choices and decisions, but instead that when they screw up or just feel distant or worried or off, they know who to go to and how to get there. God forgives, heals, speaks truth, and is peaceful. The enemy condemns, comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and makes me feel like I should rush or worry. Their voices are different, and we want our girls to discern between the two. Again, I had no idea Josh was going to be saying the exact same thing in his sermon today. So here are some examples of how this looks in our home. We started with baby steps. Um, we would ask God questions, and we would just sit in silence as a family instead of bedtime prayers sometimes. It was important for us to establish that God, the good Father, just wants to be near us. 
as well as introducing listening, just sitting and waiting. We don't always just have to rattle off a list. Or we might just say, let's just think about God. What he might look like, what his face might look like when he's looking at you. And Franklin and I would share what would come to our minds, and we would ask the girls if they wanted to share, but there was no pressure. And I have one that still holds on to that, and she does not share very much. We honor that. Then Jen Barnett came to Otter Creek, I think it was about five years ago. It was on a weekday morning, and she talked about praying with your kids. Was anyone here? Yeah? Good, good. Um, and she taught us about prayer spa. Anybody remember that? <laughs> okay. Um, and Jen Barnett, she's the executive director of Freedom Prayer, and she wrote First Freedoms. Um, so she talked about prayer spa, and it's something that she does with her girls. Basically, it's the same thing, but with a fun name. So asking Jesus questions, but with a fun name. So I told my girls after that time with Jen that we were going to do a prayer spa. And they asked, does that mean we're going to do our nails? And I was like, yes, yes, we're going to do our nails. Why not? So we did our nails and we asked Jesus questions. Um, Franklin also does prayer cave um, with the girls. Again, same idea, different name. Um, and I will be the first to tell you that this was kind of awkward when we first started, just because it was new and different. And because of that, I put it off sometimes and was inconsistent. I wrote down questions to ask, and I used a cheat sheet. There is nothing wrong with a cheat sheet. Um, I was also only doing it, though, when I thought that we needed it, which can sometimes look or feel like a punishment. Oh, you need a prayer time. Right? So, um, I knew it was necessary. So, I decided to have prayer spa on the first of each month. And so, we've been doing this for a long time now. And they, they hold me to it. They were like, actually, we did it on the fourth of the month this month. You know? <laughs> um, but I tried to do it on the first of the month. And it became a part of our regular routine and rhythm of life that way. It was not a punishment. <laughs> it's just what we do, right? Um, we've gone through seasons of where we bring our American Girl dolls and we brush their hair while we ask Jesus questions. But now we usually just go into Laura Lee's room and turn on the LED lights and put on some instrumental Christian music and they lay in their bunk beds. Um, that's usually what we do now. And um, we would ask Jesus questions like, let's just think about God, or statements. Yeah. Let's just think about God. What's your favorite thing about God? Anybody can do that, right? You can just lay there and think about what your favorite thing about God is. It's really no pressure. Let's ask God what his favorite thing about you is. Let's ask Jesus where he is right now. Jesus, would you name a fear that I have? Everybody can do that. Would you show me or tell me why it's there? When was the first time I felt this way? 
Jesus, what is your truth over that fear? We did a back-to-school prayer spa. Jesus, what is one thing you want me to take with me to school this year? Jesus, what is one thing you don't want me to take to school this year? Jesus, what will that look like? One time, we, our prayer spa was about building a safe place. In scripture, it's called stronghold. There's two kinds of strongholds, right? One's good, one's bad. <laughs> I'm talking about the good one here. The safe place where you know to run to with Jesus when bad things do happen. So we just worked on building that safe place. I know Jen has talked about um, kids building it with Legos. What would it look like, Jesus, if I were in that strong tower that you mentioned in scripture, and if you were in there with me? Build it with Legos. We also have one-on-one prayer times, too. We're just listening to the girls for something that might come up, and they know now that we're going to say, well, let's ask Jesus about that. So here's an example of something that a child might say. So one of my girls came to me at bedtime and was crying, and she said that she was scared about going to heaven because it's for so long. Forever sounds scary. Has anyone else heard that from their children before? I find it's pretty common. But they might not all have the same reasons. So let's let's pause right here. The old me would have tried to talk her down. And I would tell her scriptures about how great heaven is going to be, which are truths, right? It's true. But I'm learning not to assume that I know what this is actually about. So I immediately thought it could go a couple directions. Um, anybody want to guess? You're welcome to guess. You're probably going to be wrong. But anybody want to guess? <laughs> so I, have to, I said, well, let's ask Jesus why you're scared about that. Go ahead and close. get close to Jesus and tell me when you're there. So she closes her eyes and she gives me a thumbs up when she's invited Jesus and he's right with her. So she gives me a thumbs up. And I just had her ask Jesus, Jesus, would you show me or tell me why I'm scared? So she listens, she waits, and she said, it's because people are going to get tired of being around me for that long. Okay, I did not see that coming, but I'm like, you know, okay, well, let's ask Jesus why I think, what you say, like, Jesus, why do I think people are going to get sick of being around me. So ask Jesus, would you show me or tell me why I think people are going to get sick of being around me? So she closed her eyes and she asked. And she said, it's because Susie told me that I'm not popular. I changed the name to protect the guilty. <laughs> so thank you, Jesus, for showing me why that's there, right? So let's ask Jesus, Jesus, is this true? Am I not popular? She said, no. So I said, well, let's renounce that lie. It's a lie. And I helped her with this. She said, I renounce the lie that I'm not popular. Jesus, thank you for showing me why it was there. I'm sorry that I believed it. I choose today to stop believing it. And then I had her ask Jesus, Jesus, what is your truth over the lie? She asked him, and he said, people do like being around you. She said, 
people do like being around me, and I have lots of friends. I said, can you receive that truth? Can you believe it? And she said, I think so. So a lot of times, like, we have it here, but it's not here, right? And we want both. Romans 12, renewing of the mind. Romans 8, renewing of the spirit. And so I had her ask Jesus, Jesus, would you show me the faces of people who love me? Would you bring their names and faces to my mind? And so she closed her eyes and did that. And then I, I asked, I got her to ask the Holy Spirit, is there a gift that you want to give me as we finish tonight? I'm going to get to the gifts when, at the end of this. But hold that thought. <laughs> Here's another example of a prayer time. I shared this one in the first Freedoms class. So um, in the spring, the Kegels and Franklin and I did this book study in the spring with, um, it was a families class. So some of you were in here. Um, and you might have heard this. After a couple of days filled with anger, I asked my girls, when she was one of my girls, when she was calm, I want to make sure you heard that. Our house is not always peaceful. But that is the whole point. When the enemy is attacking, I want to submit to Jesus because I cannot do this alone. I want my children to submit to Jesus and realize that they cannot do this alone. So I had her, where I asked her, do you want to ask Jesus about that anger? And she did. And remember, I waited like a couple days later when she was calm. <laughs> um, she went to her room and she asked by herself this time. And she came back and she said, it's because I want to be right. And I said, do you want to go ask Jesus why you felt the need to be right? And so she went to her room again, and she came back and she told me, it's because I'm not as good as my sister. <laughs> right? So I said, let's just ask Jesus if that's true. And she did. He said no. And I told her, we don't want you to be like your sister. We want you to be like you. We love who you are, who Jesus has created you to be. And that's good. I'm her mother. I need to tell her those things. But she needs to hear it from Jesus too, right? So I asked her if she wanted to renounce that lie because it is a lie. And so we did that. Um, renounce the lie that she's not as good as her sister. And ask Jesus what he thinks about her, how he sees her. Now, how do you think it would have gone if I had been the one to tell her, you just want to be right. You just think you're not as good as your sister. Would not have gone over so well, right? She needed to hear that from Jesus. He's better than I am. So, discernment. Discernment, taking every thought captive. So during prayer spa this month, I had them ask Jesus how he sees them. One of them told me that she saw something, but she wasn't sure if it was from Jesus. So I just said, well, just ask him, Jesus, was this from you? And he said no. And I said, well, what was it? And she told me it was an emoji, and the face of the emoji was one looking with disappointment. She, she tried to show me the face, but I could tell it's what she was saying. <laughs> and, and she told me, that it was from the enemy because 
she hadn't talked to Jesus in a few days, like maybe three, she said. (laughs) And the enemy was trying to make her feel guilty and shameful. But that Jesus was actually smiling at her. Does that line up with scripture? Let the little children come to me. Their voices are different. So I was a part of a mom's group um, this time last year that was studying this book and moms of ages like newborns through high school were studying it. And um, we were discussing how we can invite Jesus into our thoughts and fears. And there was one mom who shared her daughter's story when her daughter had been in elementary school, somebody was telling, it was like a ghost story, was telling her a story, and she got this really scary image in her mind. And um, it just kept coming back, and it started haunting her and keeping her awake at night. And when she was having sleep troubles, like for years, the mom being in the medical profession went the clinical route first, And she said, you know, thousands of dollars later, she wished she had invited Jesus into that image. So I am not saying this to scare you or to say that therapy or medicine are obsolete. Um, I went through postpartum, and I'm thankful for medication. Um, Franklin and I have met with Mike Bruntsey, and he's truly helped us with the renewing of the mind um, to help us in our home with our kids. And so I'm simply saying that we can start teaching our children to ask Jesus what is true and disciple them into taking every thought captive. Some of us have hundreds of worrisome thoughts fly through us every day. And we're mothers right? That's actually normal. It's what we do with them that matters. So do you submit to the Lord, resist the enemy so that he will flee from you, draw near to God so that he will draw near to you? That's James 4, 7 and 8. Or do we let those thoughts take residence and build a house of fear and anxiety? I literally do this. I don't know why, but the enemy likes to wake me up in the middle of the night, and I have worrisome thoughts pretty regularly. Every time that happens, I mean, I will physically grab that, take that thought captive, submit to the Lord. Lord, is this from you? No. (laughs) Then you deal with it. 2 Corinthians 10.15 We demolish arguments every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. So we even point this out when we're watching TV shows with our girls. Um, We're watching Alexa and Katie. Like, what is she believing about herself? You know, you can ask those questions while you're watching these shows with your kids. They went to a fortune teller. What does scripture say about fortune tellers? First of all, <laughs> don't do it. But who's that voice? Is that Jesus' voice? No, it's not. Children can see right through us in discernment. Taking every thought captive has to start with us. 
So for example, I was at Laura Lee's fifth and sixth grade volleyball game. Okay, y'all, it is fifth and sixth grade volleyball. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> it does, she's really into it. It's really cute, but um, I was a nervous wreck. After the game, Laura Lee asked me if I was okay. She was sitting across the gym. <laughs> and I don't yell or anything. She could just see in my body language that I was nervous. <laughs> I told her I was nervous for some reason, and she looked at me and she goes, freedom prayer. <laughs> and she was right. So I asked Jesus, why am I nervous? And I immediately got the sense that I wanted to control that game, and I couldn't. <laughs> so he also quickly reminded me that I never even played volleyball. <laughs> and she's already better than I am. <sighs> so I used to dismiss fears. And now we take them head on. We just ask Jesus, what is true? Where did this start? Why am I believing it? Am I believing a lie? Halloween is coming up. So as much as we can try to avoid scary images, there may still be some that cannot be unseen. And now is a great time to start asking Jesus what is true. So, I told you that I have one that does not share much, but we just keep doing it. Actually, I had one of my prayer sessions that I signed up for for myself, <laughs> um, and the Lord revealed to me that I had been believing a lie, that if I keep sending my children to Jesus, I would push them away. And I renounced that lie, and he reminded me of the scripture that said, let the little children come to me. And so I am going to keep doing that. I am going to keep sending them to Jesus every time. So I have one that I told you doesn't like to share that much, um, but she did share this um, when we were asking in a prayer spa. I, I asked um, Jesus, what do you want to remind me? So I had them ask Jesus, Jesus, what do you want to remind me? And she shared, he reminded her, you are a child of God and you are made in his image. And I asked, I had them ask Jesus, is there anything you want to arm me with? And he just answered that I love you. I asked her if she wanted to draw it. And she did. They are shelling together on Sanibel Island. <laughs> what a beautiful image that she can go back to whenever she wants. Um, now here's another example. Let's say that there was an awards ceremony and that only three-fourths of the class could get an award and your child is in the one-fourth. The old me would just try to talk it away. Oh, we know that you deserve it and that we are so proud of you. And I'm still going to say those things. But now I'm going to get her to ask Jesus questions like, how did you see me when my friends were getting called up and I wasn't? Do you think I'm worthy of getting an award? What do you think that award would be? Would you name it? 
Franklin, my husband, he teaches eighth grade history. He also has a part-time job with the Freedom Prayer nonprofit and travels once a month to go train churches all over the United States so that they can have their own Freedom Prayer teams in their churches. So when he is teaching on this, these gifts that the Lord wants to give us, we call it loot. I told you I would come back to, what, what do you want to give me, Lord? What truth? What do you want to replace with that life? When Franklin's teaching this, <laughs> he uses Bucky's as an example. <laughs> so the first time we ever went to Bucky's, we got separated. And when he finally, <laughs> it's normal, right? When he finally met up with me again, I was literally like this, holding all the snacks. Like, if you've never been to Bucky's, it's the greatest stop on a road trip ever. It's huge. They have the best snacks. And I, it's my other happy place. So Shelling and Sanibel and Bucky's. Um, I have my Bucky's backpack. Like, I'm a big fan. Okay. <laughs> and I had all the snacks. And he uses that as an example of, this is what the Lord wants to give you. He wants to tell you what you're worth. He wants to tell you all these things. And so, this is a picture of the gifts that the Lord has given one of my girls. So, the box that says fragile was from the first prayer time we had together. The first one-on-one -on -one prayer time we had together. It was years ago. I don't even remember. It was, it was someone hurt her feelings on the playground at school. And... In forgiving this person, she told Jesus the wounds, everything that still hurt. And, and she gave it to him, and he canceled that debt because he's canceled hers already. So she was able to cancel that debt because he's canceled hers already. And she asked Jesus, what do you want to do with it? And he put it in that box. Every prayer time since then, that box has been there in her mind. And here it's remembered that he took care of that. And he replaced with truth. And I didn't even I didn't even know this was how this was happening until recently. That he's continued to be there and that box has been there. So in another one of those prayer times, he gave her this vase over to the left. And it was to remind her that she's beautiful, and that vase represents her beauty. The notepad, it's at the bottom beside the vase. <laughs> it represents that we do freedom prayer, and we write down the truths that the Lord gives you. It's just what we do. I love that. <laughs> the toilet paper. <laughs> that was so that she could wipe those lies away. Praise Jesus. <laughs> The trophy, I'm pretty sure she received that after that awards day. The woven basket. The Lord reminded her of Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. She said, Jesus has already woven my plans together just like this basket. Jesus is better than me. <laughs> a 
have no idea what we the people were. <laughs> she did say, don't leave it up there too long. So, I'm gonna go <laughs> so I did ask their permission um, to share their examples. Um, and at first, one said no, and I waited a couple days. <laughs> I said, I'm going to honor that. If you want to say no, I am not going to do this class. But if you say yes, you can be helping mothers and children connect with Jesus. And they both agreed and said yes. Um, however, they probably don't want you stopping them in the halls to talk about the specifics. <laughs> um, I told them that my priority is that we can continue to pray the way that we pray together. So let's just not push that. <laughs> um, so we have uh, examples of questions that you can ask your kids when you talk about Jesus. Jesus, would you show me where you are right now? Jesus, what do you think about me? Jesus, when you look at me, what do you see? Jesus, how do you feel when, how did you feel when this happened to me? Jesus, when this happened, where were you? Jesus, when this happened, what did I believe about myself? Jesus, is this true? Father God, do I have to be perfect for you to love me? Father God, do I need to work hard to get close to you? Father God, when this happened, what did I believe about you? Father God, what truth do you want to give me to replace that lie? Holy Spirit, is there a gift that you want to give me? Holy Spirit, what do you want me to remember as I go to school tomorrow? And Lord, what is my game plan the next time that this happens? So again, stuff is going to happen. We want them to know who to go to and how to get there. So we are meant for this abiding relationship with our Father. And we are meant to disciple our children into this kind of relationship. If you don't feel like you have a connection with God, I want to tell you first, you are not alone. I truly had no connection until six years ago. I love God, love scriptures. These songs are so nice. <laughs> but he was so far away. He was in outer space, and I had no idea how to even invite him to be near. You are not alone if you feel that way, and I encourage you to pursue him. Tell God you want that. Ask him what is keeping you from it. He is waiting. I wanted to save time for questions, comments, concerns, so please. Yes? Um, has... Do you guys ever do the prayer time 
individually with the girls? Like, do you find that sometimes they share more? Yes. I'm just now learning that. Yeah. I think sometimes when they're together and they do share, it's so encouraging to hear someone else share. So in class now, please, comments, sharing. Mm -hmm. It is encouraging to hear others. But I also find, like, you can have that foundation. But also, one-on-one, I do get more in-depth sometimes. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Yes. So what does a freedom prayer session look like? Yeah. If any of us are interested in doing it. Yes. Yeah. So Otter Creek has a freedom prayer team. And when you sign up online for a freedom prayer session, you will be placed with three people who are trained in freedom prayer. And one person is leading that session and just listening and helping you ask Jesus these questions. The second person is interceding the whole time. They're just praying for God to draw near um, and interceding for you. And the third person is also interceding and taking notes so that they can hand you these notes when you're done. So you can have that renewing of the mind by looking back and seeing what the Lord did. Um, But it's just creating a space for you to hear from the Lord. We have no agenda. We don't push you anywhere you don't want to go. It's a confidential ministry. And we just, we start with asking if you want to connect with the Lord. What does that look like, feel like? In my first freedom procession, I was like, nothing. I've got nothing. (laughs) And we encourage people to be honest with that. Do not feel like you need to conjure up some great answer. It is not about that at all. We just know that is an answer, and there's a reason, and we go from there. So, does that answer your question? Okay. Yeah. Any other questions? Comments? I have another. Yeah. Our girls are the same age, so I probably will have the most questions. But um, <laughs> when your daughters tell you things like hurtful things that happen with friends, yeah. do you ever talk to them about how you're going to go back to Jesus, about how your mom there is, is very angry, and, you know. Yeah, 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 so, you know, I'm still a mom, right, let's take this awards ceremony, I've talked to those in charge, um, but she can see right through me, and she can see if my motives are from the Lord, or if my heart is just not clean. And so that's where, like, I signed up for my own personal freedom procession twice a year. Just, I've got to keep my heart clean. They can see right through you. <laughs> um, so I'm still going to do my work. But, you know, if I'm holding that resentment, mama bear resentment, I've got to take care of my business. Yeah. I don't know if that answers that question. Just in the moment. In the moment. Yeah. I've seen how this plays out in enough freedom prayer sessions that I know I have to take care of my stuff. And, like, I am, I am learning to quickly, like, hand that to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. How do you, do you weave this into your sort of nightly or daily routine? Like, it sounded like you kind of have these special monthly mm-hmm. times reserved, but do yeah. you just sort of, like, does this come up more more often than that. Yeah, so as it's, yeah, it was just woven into we are always looking and listening. So yesterday our house was not peaceful, again. And 
I had to ask, like, do you need to talk to Jesus about this? I don't think you want me to help you talk with Jesus right now, but do you want to go do this on your own? That's how yesterday went. <laughs> um, again, his answers are always better than mine. It would not have gone well yesterday if I had been the one trying to offer the advice and counseling. <laughs> yes, yes. Question about how you got started because I would love to start this with my kids, but I see one of my kids, anybody knows my kids, but knows which one is going, I'm not really hearing anything. How's this supposed to work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Did you, yeah. like, prepare them to hear well? Thank you for asking that. So, if the recording didn't pick that up, how did we prepare them to hear well? Um, we modeled it, and I had to learn how first myself and discernment and through watching tv shows who do you think they're listening to what do you think god would tell them about that how could they ask god about that and just weaving it into whatever you see your child is into and doing it may not be that you need to sit your child down in an led light prayer spa you know it might be that they're sitting in the back seat and you're in the front seat and you're not making eye contact. That might work better for you. Thank you for asking that. Does that answer? Okay, yeah. Yes? Um, also, one of the things I wanted to um, point out when um, teaching our kids, because I'm on the Freedom Prayer team as well. This is Ashley Zutucci, y'all. And I, I said, Ashley, you're going to know what I'm missing and I want you to speak. So speak. Um, in Freedom Prayer, we teach that you can hear different types of ways um, from the Lord, through pictures, through feelings, through um, words, um, um, a memory, like anything that God wants to use to communicate to you, um, He can. And so um, when even teaching my kids trusting like what they are seeing or hearing and feeling and sensing, that, like that is, it's opened up their um, connection to mm -hmm. being able to just trust that the Lord is speaking and showing them something. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's kind of like helped you know, mm -hmm. help them be comfortable with, with the process mm -hmm. and um, connection with the Father. Yeah. And right now, I just, I want you to renounce the lie that you cannot do this and your kids cannot do this because that is not from the Lord. And so if you are sensing like a burden, a heavy weight, just ask right now, Lord, is this from you? Because... I think we know. He said, let the little children come from me. So renounce that lie and ask him for his truth. Ask him for his help, for his guidance. I was going to say, like, that sounds very peaceful. Like, sweet girls, you know. Um, yeah. Another sweet girl. <laughs> <laughs> people in here, over there, maybe over here, somewhere, that have boys that are rowdy, right? Yeah. So I was going to say, like, um, it doesn't have to be like lying. They don't play down. They don't stop. They don't still. But they could be regulated by walking. Climbing, you'll be walking yes. down a path with them. They're yes. never going to lay still. I mean, they yes. lay still, they're yes. asleep, right? <laughs> building, that, building the fortress with yes. sticks while yes. you're on a walk in the woods. Yes. What does it look like, it Lord? Different. What is that strong tower? Yes. Building a fort. Yes. Like, using yes. their bodies. Yes. And it's Thank the boys you. and girls, even girls that are not calm, yeah. could look different. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Legos, Play Doh. Yes. Jesus, what does this look like while you're doing it? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know if anybody else stood up, but 
struggles with this, but when I start something new, especially when it comes to peers and stuff or how to with my kids, I struggle with having the right words at the right time. Like that sounds great, but then me applying it at home with my kids in action is mm -hmm. often very challenging and I fumble over my words and I've discovered that if I ahead of time go through uh, the songs and flip the pronouns to turn it into a prayer for my kids, so it's something that I can read to them in that moment and that will spark conversation later. Or if it's been a really hard time and I'm like laying in my bed with all the mom guilt, like super mad my whole life and I don't know how to pray, I can say stuff like, I could just read scripture but flip it in a way that I'm praying what David prayed mm -hmm. in my situation, yeah. and that gives me the words I need to kind of yes. get over my own self. <laughs> Thank <laughs> to you. To just start praying. So I don't know if that's. Thank you, and I already told you, sh cheat sheets are allowed. Like <laughs> you can come with your questions. We can ask Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Psalms are great. They're great ways. Psalm 23. You ask your child while you're reading it to picture themselves in that pasture. Jesus, what does it look like if I am in this pasture with you? Psalms are great. I think that some of you need to get your kids. Um, I want to thank you all for being here. And um, God bless you. Thank you.